Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, websites without domains. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean for this. Uh, when I get there, it's actually just a bunch of Roombas chained to a radiator. But... Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Lore Boys, inter- the internets, not just internets, the internets, number one fake history podcast. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, folks. I'm your host, Ethan Palmer, here to talk to you today about everyone's favorite, uh, everyone's favorite <laughs> dystopian hellhole city future. With you me, of course, New York, <laughs> is James Miller. James Miller even sounded like sad with... Like, I don't know, like, tired of your own topic there? Or, or what's going on? <laughs> yeah. You kind of lost some here. And Pete's here, uh, too. Yeah. And Pete, of course. Yeah. Hello. Speaking of tuning in, I, uh, I, I I set up my old radio since the last time I showed it off to you guys. So. Oh, yeah. We wow. talked about it. What yeah. an exciting update for the listeners at home. Pete it's, set up a radio. It's connected to electricity, which we have here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly powered by water, which is the... Which electricity is the enemy of water, so it's ironic that water is powering electricity. Do you think hydroelectric dams are like bitter about that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, the dam itself, maybe not. The river, I bet you. Ah, uh, yes. you know, hydroelectric dams is a real problem for like salmon because they they migrate like almost back to the exact place they're born upstream uh, to lay their eggs and then die. Uh, but if there's a big old dam in the way, it's easy to get down a dam. How do you get up a dam? Um, so they have oh, these yeah, salmon tubes. Yeah, they have the salmon tubes. They shoot them right up the dam, and it it must be so unnatural. I wonder what goes like. Well, probably not much goes through a salmon's mind, but I wonder what that experience uh, yeah. is experience is like for a salmon. You know, I wonder what a fish is thinking four hours before it is about to lay and or fertilize eggs and then die when it is sucked into a mechanical tube. Right? Like yeah. what? What an experience that was. Yeah. <laughs> If they have neurons, I'm sure they're firing. But I, <laughs> iron, part of me doesn't think they do. <laughs> as best that they can, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, welcome, everybody. I guess before we jump into the topic, we do want to give a shout out to our new patrons. We have Darren, Aaron, and Thyra. Thanks, yeah. Darren, Aaron, and Thyra for joining in. Your continued support does mean the world to us. If you guys want to become a patron and uh, get your name shouted out at the top of the show, feel free to go to patreon.com slash the lower boys for more information. Plus Always two. grateful, never necessary. Also, it, you guys might want to coordinate because the fact that Skyra does not rhyme properly, then yeah. <laughs> and if uh, patrons do get uh, access to tens of hours of extra content as well. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 This this today this week's bonus content released tomorrow should have some bonus lore, as a matter of fact, not just us rambling. Which is awesome. Oh, you. Awesome. If you're interested, check that out. 
Um, but enough housekeeping. Let's let's jump into the lore because we are the lore boys today. Uh, we are continuing off a previous episode, talking about a dystopian city rife with income inequalities, chrome-plated, uh, futuristic implants, giving your regular Joe superhuman powers, all that good stuff. Um, so why don't James? Uh, well, maybe Peter actually, because yeah. that makes more sense. Why don't? Why doesn't Peter give us uh, a little bit of a rundown of what happened last time? Yeah, off air, I definitely did uh, out myself as having no memories of the previous episode until I look at the goofy picture I drew. Um, in the last episode, uh, the main character, whose name I still can't remember, uh, <laughs> was uh, still following clues, looking for his best friend, who turned out had been drained of all his energy by the, I think it's called the reality chip, uh, because there is a Phyrexian uh, gin... Gitaxis, a Phyrexian no. scientist draining the life out of Kami. You're thinking of you're thinking of the wrong episode for sure. Dang. That's not that's hmm. I guess I guess Jamie, Jamie, you weren't on the last episode, but maybe you have some memories. Was I not on the, did I miss an episode? No, yeah. he was there. No, he 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 definitely wasn't. I re-listened to it. He was not on the last Cyberpunk episode that we did. Oh, oh you're doing is... Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> oh, <of> a bitch. <laughs> This is the big Oh, trick. you got me. I do hope the listeners at home enjoy us tricking each other as much as we do. Yeah, uh... you fuck. <laughs> this, that's great, because I just started the anime today, and yeah. so far, so good. I heard good things about uh, it. Ethan, yeah. you know what? You won uh, Best Acting in Grade 8 uh, <laughs> Elementary School, and I, I, I love the way that you kind of acted tired with yourself on the topic at first. Very good. Very good. So yeah, old school tabletop RPG introduced in the 80s, late 80s, uh, hyped video game franchise from 2017, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, obviously, and as Peter mentions, a new Netflix show. Uh, which I also started watching. I'm about halfway through. So this episode contains no spoilers for pretty much any of those. Some mild spoilers, maybe for 2077 at this point, but not even big ones, honestly. It's um, been out for years, like two years five, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Somewhat, I think more than two. Uh, yeah, maybe two years. 2020? Anyway. It was July. It was summer, yeah. There are no spoilers for really any of the... Um, any of the cyberpunk content that you, you might be experiencing if you're listening to this because you started watching the show and you want to learn more about it or you just have played the game and, and are watching the show and, and want to learn more about it. Uh, Pete's first episode uh, we released before Cyberpunk 2077 was out. So a lot of information was still like not evolved. Flux, basically, yeah. Yeah, we talked about the, the first three Corpo Wars. We basically talked from the start of the cyberpunk timeline right up until 2017 was the date right. that we stopped that. We're basically going to be talking about 2020 to 2025, Whoa. primarily this episode. That's like Just now. setting up. Yeah, exactly. Like right now, like, like look out your window. There I am in oh, cyberpunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so no spoilers, mostly just set up on, on night city. Why it is the way it is. And we're going to be talking about the fourth corporate war. Believe it or not, there was another one. Yeah, uh, great. <laughs> can't get enough of, of corporate wars against each other. But um, I guess I can start off by saying shout out to Commodore Turtle. I'm going to give credit for this episode only because they're the first person I saw who posted the anime show, the the new animated show on Netflix on our Lore Boys Discord. Right. Um, so they get they get full credit for for requesting this one, even though they didn't request it. Claims to be a girl, <laughs> but we're not sure. You never know on the internet. Yeah, can't. Yeah, can't. Yeah, Asian loves the military. I don't fucking think so. Yeah. Not likely. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? 
I, Cyberpunk, so, I've been meaning to come back to. This is really exciting because I played. I rushed the main story because I played it like on launch when it was kind of a uh, jumble mess. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. It was a fun experience, but it had a lot uh, of improving left to do. And a hell of a lot's changed. I I pop in for a lot of the major patches just because they always add a couple new quests or armor or gear to get like anything like that. Um, there's transmog now, so you don't need to look like a hobo wearing grocery bags anymore. Do all the quests work? That's nice. Yeah, they added tra they added transmog. So any any armor, so it, it it's not retroactive. So like okay. me, I, I I'm at the level cap now. My character's a level fifty. I got her there uh like two three weeks ago, I guess. Whatever one point six yeah. dropped. Um, it's, it will be, you, it'll, when you log in again, it will give you the transmog for everything that's currently in your inventory and in your stash. So like if you've owned something and gotten rid of it pre-patch, you have to loot it again. But now it's like, uh, you can save, I think it's like five or six different outfits just to look different. And then obviously the stats for whatever you're wearing are permanent. And just transfer, cool. Yeah, and it just transfers over. The transmog's great, yeah. How's the, did they do any improvements on the driving? Because the driving would make my computer slow down a lot, and I know other people had that problem. And also if you would hit like the tiniest bit of debris, your whole car would like flip and like do this crazy thing. And The debris uh, thing hasn't been a thing for a while, really. Um, yeah. The optimization when I played, because I played months after launch, and then I played again last year a fair chunk. Uh, like I beat the game again last year. Um, it's not perfectly optimized. I have an old graphics card, so like, like I have a 970, so it's not you know necessarily cutting edge in terms of GPUs, but I'm able to run it fine. I hate driving in that game. It's the controls are clunky and it feels bad. Yeah, driving um, on keyboard feels bad all the time, and like I don't keep my controller plugged in to switch to when I get in a car. Like in a lot of games with. Like The Witcher, I was a big walk or ride places because it's a lovely world to be in. Cyberpunk is the same. I love that fast travel is from signposts instead of like from wherever you are. Like I really yeah. like having to walk to a also, fast travel point. The, the but Witcher, I'm a fast travel slut in that the, one because I just cannot drive. I fucking hate it. I have yeah. like the fastest car in the game. It's too goddamn fast. And yes, like if you run over a sunflower seed on the road, like sometimes you will just like spin out. Like The Witcher, you <laughs> like, just it, it, I'm just path, bad at it. Though. If you just like yeah. hold sprint, you don't even have to do anything. Like when you're riding somewhere, you just stick to the paths, and you only really have to make a control if you come to a Y in the road or something like well, that. Yeah, I know. the original cruise control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I think um, Roach comes with air conditioning and cruise control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so there is keyless entry into the back of the horse, dude. It's great. <laughs> there is a uh, there is an expansion coming out, uh, which was announced a little while ago. I think it's coming out next year. Very excited for that. Yeah uh and it's it focuses on you know the president of the nusa and and you know uh the nusa itself so we are going to talk a little bit about the formation of the nusa in, on this episode as well um oh, but but yeah one more note about cyberpunk just so i can simp one, one last simp for the game um two three patches ago they reworked the perk system so you can actually have a character build now, because I know a lot of the perks were fucking broken. And also your arm augments changed gameplay finally. So all that stuff that uh, didn't work, I guess, when you if you played it in December 2020 like I did, uh, they, they've really... Not to give the corporation credit, right? Not on, <laughs> yeah, not on this episode. Not on this episode, at least. Uh, they've definitely spent a lot of time doing it. 
I, 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 I liked it when it was shitty also. So like, don't yeah. maybe take my word for it, but yeah, a lot of things have yeah. been fixed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a cool story. Um, if you guys want the, the, the real lead up, the first three war, uh, corporate wars, which kind of really set the foundation for the cyberpunk setting, uh, you can listen to our last episode. I re-listened to it. It's actually not that bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, give it a listen if you guys are curious about that. I, I think the broad strokes is like corporations uh, are in bed with governments and are more powerful than most world governments at the at our starting point on this episode. So uh, while world governments do kind of swing their dicks around as much as they can, uh, corporations are the ones with like the biggest armies and you know the most say in, in what we do. Uh, we have gone to space a number of times. We have orbital stations. We have Mars stations and lunar stations at this point. Uh, in time. Cool. Um, so, yeah. How did the world get to from from where we are in 2020 to the point of the show and the game? Uh, check out our first episode if you're really curious, but most of what we talk about won't require it. If you have like any kind of baseline understanding of the cyberpunk world at all or, or just cyberpunk right. world in general, you can understand that corporations bad and make suffering for humanity. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, typically, yeah. criticisms of capitalism, I would say. It's a stretch. Uh, I, I don't get it, but uh, sci-fi sci-fi, right? I mean, sci-fi. But, but without these corporations, we wouldn't have these wonderful body augments and be able to uh, become superhuman, right? Even, uh, yeah, even, though, even though you're poor and like destitute and all the rest of it. Yeah. But, yeah. That, is, that is true. Check out, check out the bonus content for some of the side effects of, of those wonderful, wonderful augments <laughs> that the corporations have provided us So most canon cyberpunk stories take place within Night City. Uh, the show takes place in Night City. The game takes place in Night City almost entirely. It is a standalone state within the, the new USA. It is located where San Diego is located in, in real world California. Okay. <laughs> uh, most, most of the stories revolve around the all-powerful corporations who control pretty much every aspect of human existence in the cyberpunk world, right? Uh, so we have this city, which has survived those corporations declaring war on, uh, war on one another several times. Uh, the USA and a lot of other countries, the UK, Japan, all go through several periods of martial law. In the USA alone, the various periods of martial law, it's estimated that a hundred million Americans die. Whoa. So that's that's a lot. This doesn't <laughs> happen a lot in Canada. Martial law is whenever they just use the military to enforce everything. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen a lot in Canada. It doesn't happen a lot in any uh, country, really. Like right. it's it's yeah. it's. The, basically, the military becomes the government and has full full rights and full control. Or, like, you lose all your rights. Oh. The military can tell you to do anything, and you have to do it per per the laws, basically. Oh, of um, course, Commodore Turtle liked this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the internet at the time is known simply as the net, or, you know, uh, being online, being uh, woke leftist, whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> The internet is controlled by a, a number of various factions. Uh, there's some like deregulated parts of the net. There's some, you know, uh, more regulated parts of the net. There's some corporate parts of the net. Uh, there's some. The dark like, web is beyond the black wall or whatever, too. No, there's there is no black wall at this oh, point not in yet? time. Okay. No, there's okay. there's no there is no black wall in time. We're going to talk about the uh, fall of the net and like why the black wall is installed basically okay. on this this episode. So. Um, the net at the time, you can interact with it as a fully integrated 3D avatar. It is like the Ready Player One, cool. you know, experience where you, you plug into VR and you're like walking around on the net, which is like this tangible place, the metaverse. This kind of ties into my dream, but I'll talk about that in the bonus content. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to listen to bonus content. There's yeah. a link below. 
Yeah. <laughs> to keep burying the lead just to beg for pennies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bo- the bonus content, the lore of the bonus lore of Jamie's dreams. Uh, I, sl- <laughs> I slept in till literally the show already had started or should have started. And uh, yeah. So my yeah. dreams are fresh in my mind. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so on the net, uh, there's a lot of people going around. All commerce is done, like all global commerce is managed there. You know, stock exchanges, everything, everything's run on the net. That's that would be digital. Uh, it's full of AIs. So the first true AI was created by a company called Microtech in 2013. Okay. Some of the later AIs were deliberately created by corporations or governments or even individuals. Uh, people called Netrunners, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, does uh, does the AI created by Microtech have the exact same problem as the AI created by Microsoft, where within two hours she wanted to marry Hitler? <laughs> I mean, I I can only assume that yes, that is absolutely right. Beautiful. Uh, okay, good. Uh, so some of them are deliberately created, but even by 2020, we have some who are just spontaneously created as a result of how the net itself functions. So people just creating algorithms and algorithms, and we end up with these kind of uh, conglomerated algorithms, which then evolve like kind of naturally into AIs on the net, uh, who are are pretty pretty scary, I guess, in, as far as AIs are concerned. Just like in real life, like they can out, they can out process, they can out compute us, if you will. Computers are better yeah. at computing, it turns out. Yeah, they can break um, a kid's arm playing chess, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just a finger. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here goes the media again, blowing everything out of proportion. One <laughs> robot breaks one seven-year-old kid's finger. Next, next, it's an arm. Then it's a yeah. femur. That's I'll his be, neck. I'd be worried if I was you, Pete, about when the robots wake up. Because you were just telling me yesterday how you lock your Roomba into rooms for like four hours at a time. You don't let it come out until that room is spotless kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's I the too, most yeah. efficient way yeah. to clean, frankly. Yeah. They're going to remember I, this. My, my yeah. living room... My living room uh, kitchen and dining room are all just like continuously open like there's no doors between them yeah uh, and i don't like to let my roomba in the dining room because he gets stuck under the chairs he gets stuck under the table he gets stuck <laughs> on the little lip between the dining room and the and the living room so when i when i clean my kitchen i'll do the same thing i'll lay chairs down across like the the entrance to the living room from the kitchen just so he can't get across it i mean jamie jamie's gonna be the one who makes it through the through the like sky because because like ethan and i just like chain our roombas to the radiator in the basement and abuse them for days on (laughs) i know like if you're going to the the trouble to like make a barricade so it cleans the kitchen like how long does yeah. it take to sweep a kitchen? More time than it takes to close a fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this was the Inquisition. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Close it, closing, closing doors is quicker than sweeping, Jamie. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are some AIs known as transcendental sentience AIs at this point in history uh, who most people believe aren't even real. They're something more akin to Bigfoot, which your your average person will never interact with. Okay. But a tra- transcendental sentience AI is basically as intelligent as, like, uh, fully intelligent, I guess you could say. And you can't just punch in Bigfoot.ru and go to the, like, weird, <laughs> like, <laughs> the weird website to find out that he's real. Yeah, I mean, you can, but maybe even, like, interfacing it, uh, interfacing with one wouldn't, like, tip off that one is one. There's one that's talked about uh, as being obsessed with, like, illogic things like just the fact that it is such a a logical creature as a as a computer uh it's like obsessed with studying the illogical and 
it doesn't really talk to humans very much because it deems humans too logical or too rational. So it, they just bore it. So if you okay. go and try and talk to it, it just won't respond to you because it's not interested in you. Okay. Essentially. So a lot of people might might go to Bigfoot.ru and be just too too white bread for the AI, the Bigfoot AI to actually talk to you. Oh, okay, yeah. It's 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 got like it's 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 five head plates. It's two hundred IQ basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. DMs are closed. Uh, <laughs> so the net has these regional carve outs, kind of like I talked about a lot. Usually they're uh, determined by where the like data centers that house those. Uh, like servers that that part of the net is run on are. So like there are some places in the net which are controlled by the USA uh, because like the server house is in Denver or whatever, right? Okay, yeah. So it, so like having access to the physical location means that they can kind of control more easily. That's it. Our internet, every, every website's like stored somewhere in a data server. Like it, it, when we yep. sign up for buying that domain is buying the like... Buying, right yeah. to store our data through this service or whatever not the domain so buying the domain is is like buying the address numbers that you put on the front of your house so people can actually find it you can okay. you can build a website and you can host a website uh that would be ex like accessible by a anyway it's kind of complicated okay, but so loreboys.com is our address but wordpress yeah. houses our data Ex yeah exactly okay 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 it's so a WordPress has servers somewhere that house our data, basically. Yeah. Uh, and thelordboys.com is just an address. And you can find websites that don't have an address. Like you can get to websites that don't have a domain technically. What? Uh, that's just, that's, that's hacker mode. That's so cool. Oh. I wish I knew how to get to those. That's fun. <laughs> ja Jamie just stumbling onto the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting placed on terrorist watch list. Yeah. yeah there's, there's like a container just dropped off in front of his house <laughs> one day in like six <laughs> weeks. Full of people. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I just thought it was cool that there was, you know, websites without domains. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean for this. Uh, when I get there, it's actually just a bunch of Roombas chained to a radiator. But... Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're all starving and skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we have these regional carve outs. Uh, there are those lawless places that I mentioned. There are heavily controlled places, uh, like corporate data fortresses, they're called, which is just like literally a fortress on the net where like corporations will store all their valuable data, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, very, very difficult to access or get into if you don't have authorization. Um, so the year that we'll start in is, uh, or not that we'll start in, but the year is 2022 when the first net crashes. Whoa, I don't uh, believe it. What a future. <laughs> so it was monitored by an organization called Netwatch, essentially Interpol for the net. Uh, it was hey, started yeah. by the e like the EU, essentially, the parallel of the EU in this world, uh, whose, whose sole job was just to make sure that it couldn't crash, basically. Uh, okay, so that... Netwatch is, is Germany's in charge, and they're going to fuck up the whole thing. <laughs> just just uh, like the EU. <laughs> no, the, no, the US fucks up. The whole thing, so oh god damn it, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But I mean, the U the U.S. and Japan fuck up the whole thing, but we'll get there. Um, so there are these sense. there's people who I I referenced before called net runners. Uh, for people who've watched the show, you've probably heard net runner and edge runner before. Edge runners are people who, you know, fight against the system in the real world. Net runners are people who fight against the system in the online world on the net. 
uh, whether that system's like the system of oppression as put in place by corporations or they're fighting against the systems that the corporations want to take down. You can be a net runner for a corporation. You can be an edge runner for a corporation, or you could be one of the quote unquote good guys who's kind of fighting against yeah. them. They're what basically if... the the casters in the game too. Like when you play, uh, they will start like uploading uh, quick hacks, which are basically spells. And you can, my, my main character is ostensibly a net runner because she uses a lot of quick hacks whereas my secondary character that i started when they kind of like patched the shit out of the game and i want to replay it because i love it she's much more of like a handgun like kind of a cowgirl yeah or anything so, so pretty yeah. semantic but i i would say quick hacks is actually edge running because like oh really you're, inter you're interfacing with the real world you're not on the net like you're just interfacing with other people's chrome or implants in the real world and affecting their implants there's okay. like some minor bits, but net runners are like very much uh, in the game when you like get into an ice bath and get plugged into the internet. Essentially, yeah, that's when you're net running. So uh, yeah, actually, I can I can think of a good real life example of net running uh, when 4chan sends like nude videos to play in public schools and stuff like that. That'd be a net running move, right? Because they're doing it all through the internet. Yeah, yeah, that that would be net running for sure. But also just like when anonymous like uh you know leaks the fact that equifax had already leaked everybody's personal information right or whatever like that kind of stuff like a lot of it well, is like the church of scientology yeah <laughs> a lot of net running has like no interface with like the physical world it oh, is okay. all a, a lot of what they do is all online like those data fortresses we're not talking i mean there for sure is like a a uh server house with a big steel door stopping people from getting into those data fortresses but the data forces are actual online locations as well. You can think of like a big digital castle in your head that you would have to siege to get into. Kind oh, of. that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of little zeros and ones with little spears. Or little yeah. zeros throwing little ones at a big door. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the hell yeah. So yeah, um, I remember T-Bug. T-Bug is your netrunner yeah. in the intro for uh, for Cyberpunk. Exactly. And she doesn't she doesn't like come to the to Arasaka Ta or Compeki uh, Plaza to help you and Jackie try and steal the relic. She's like no. off at another location, just yeah. hacking in essentially. Yeah. Right. And okay. just dealing right. with the interfaces. And she kills like the other net runner that's located at Compeki Plaza, whose sole job is to stay plugged into the local net for Compeki Plaza and, and like defend it from <laughs> other net runners trying right. to attack. Yeah. 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 Okay. Imagine, uh, Cause I remember the, the intro of that game is so fucking good, but yeah, I remember that whole that whole thing. Yeah. The, all the IT people of all of our companies have to like literally fight for their lives within the network. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm thinking of like the IT people I work with, and uh, they're not the most intimidating people. They're they're awesome people, but I, I, I feel like uh, I could I, win in a fight. You know, my IT my IT guy for effects renders is one of my favorite people ever because he is just like like straight up the guy you would imagine ends up as an IT guy is just like. The, the, like distilled shit lord he is so, he's like such a meme and i i love him to death and he does good work like anytime we've got a problem it's just like zach fucking fix it <laughs> so um zach and our it guys would be net runners probably uh they're the best oh, yeah. at get they're the best at getting shit done on the net pretty much uh and there was one around this time who stood out as the best of the best okay. uh, and he was known as rake bartmoss <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, I, I've seen Bart Moss in game. Yeah, cool I, first I, I, name. Pop up. Yeah, cool first name. You lost me in the second half. I got to be honest. Rake <laughs> <laughs> Rake is also spelt like R A C H E, like Rachel without the L. Oh. So I don't know if it's supposed to be Rach, okay. Bart Moss, but 
Uh, is this I'm a gonna... uh, Rabute Gulliman situation? Yeah, exactly. Rabute <laughs> Gulliman. I, I'm going to say Rake if, if that's not the correct pronunciation. I, I apologize. I, I didn't watch any videos. I was just reading. So a lot of this, 90% of the lore today comes from Cyberpunk Red, which is the tabletop module release either after 2077, I think after 2077 or just before 2077. Basically, okay. that brings it up to like as modern as the Cyberpunk canon, the tabletop RPG, the most recent edition has all this info on the fourth corporate war and and Rafe Bartmoss. Uh, although a lot of these characters go way, way back. Uh, we're going to be talking about a character later who surprised me how far they went back because I, I did okay. know them from the game. Oh. Uh, so Rake started run first running when he was four years old, uh, which explains why his gamer tag was just his real name. Uh, uh -huh. Rake Bartmoss is his real name. Uh, Pete, I'm glad you recognized it. So in 2077, there's something called the Bartmoss Collective. Yes. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially a callback to this character, and do you remember what the Bartmoss Collective is all about? Are there are they like the ethical hackers or something? They're uh, kind of. Uh, I mean, well, it, as ethical as anybody, but you do work with them, right? Because they ask you to do they they ask you for certain certain things, don't they? I, I can't remember exactly because it feels like it's in like the like in the latter half of the game. Uh, I don't remember like many quest lines directly involved with them but you can get like data shards that they talk about and they kind of like preach their gospel and uh i think there's uh, anyway uh we'll get into a little bit later about what i remember the bart Moss collective being and uh, yeah i, I played the main quest two years ago and the fact that i remembered that is, is they're not astounding. they're oh, not in the they're not in the main quest the bart Moss collective oh uh, that's they're, why i don't know them especially yeah, no I, but I, by by which i mean like the most time i spent with the game was two years ago and like now i reinstall like every once in a while for like oh let's see how the new patch is still good perfect and then i yeah. then i move on to something else exactly yeah. Uh, so Rake Bartmoss, that's his real name. It was probably a mistake to use his real name, but he had, he had made it when he was four, and then he's like, I got so much shit on my account, I don't want to, huh. like, start a new account, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, as he's getting older, he's making a name for himself as, like, a very online person. Uh, and he kind of realizes that he is very good at net running, and he realizes, like, I can have my real name out there because I'm good enough to protect myself. Right. That's, ah. that's a Chad move. He's just, killed so many boars or whatever. He's yeah, just exactly. like, yeah, he's got all the the currency. He's got all the gear. He's yeah. ready to go, yeah. Uh, so, and it's true. He is able to protect himself. Yeah. For a time, of course. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he, he will have a reckoning. I don't remember uh, speaking to him at any point, so I, I, the time seems to be limited here. Yeah. Uh, so, Rake worked for corporations for a time. Uh, he'd inevitably get fired for doing distinctly anti-establishment things, like injecting anti-corporate propaganda into corporate code. Uh, there was one company that he essentially, he, he built something for them called uh, a demon subroutine, uh, which we'll talk a bit about later. Um, it's uh, DA, right? Because you can get, uh, you, can, you can upload daemons through quick hacks as well. This one, the original spelling was just demon, uh, okay. but, uh, and demons were a thing in the tabletop game. Uh, and there was like different levels of ones that you could do, which are essentially like little hacker tools, like to to break into stuff, similar to the daemons from uh, twenty seventy seven. There was like a early, early legitimate software to legitimately acquire music. There was like demon demon tools. Demon tools was a thing that I knew. Demon, demon yeah, something. Yeah, demon tools, was, but it was DA as well. I thought it was weird. Yeah. It was just like, I was if you wanted, to, yeah, used to rip CDs. I think. Yeah. 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 And like you create ISO files. Anyway, I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, me neither. I've never, <laughs> I've never done anything. 
<laughs> so, I don't even know what an ISO file is. So he creates these demons for this company, uh, which is like this revolutionary technology that's very, very useful for getting into, like, it's a specific kind of subroutine. Everybody's like, wow, that's incredible, an incredible invention, basically. Uh, then he injects some anti-corporate propaganda into some of their code, uh, which they don't like, so they fire him. Uh, by sheer coincidence, their entire code base is fried within a week uh, and completely unusable, and they soon go out of business. They had a fire uh, and switch, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so rubbing salt in the wound, Rake then sells the source code for those demons that he developed for that company to several other companies. Uh, and makes himself enough money that he never needs to work again. He's wow. just, he's a billionaire. Um, he enjoys that money as uh, an eccentric recluse, really. Like, he, he's still very online, but he just spends his time kind of doing, like, random acts of destruction or random acts of altruism or whatever, just kind of, like, playing the chaotic jester on the web. I mean, it uh, straight up is just, like, a, a regular person on the internet now like someone who is like terminally online just does all those things currently in, yeah. in the in the fiction in the fictional yeah. year of our lord 2022 yeah go ahead kind of like elon musk but not evil yeah this guy he's, he's right. actually yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, unlike Elon Musk, has accomplished things and yeah, uh, actually, and, it, and doesn't just like show a JPEG of a glass dome yeah. on Mars and then get a uh, billion dollars for it. Unlike Elon Musk, actually smart. Actually, you know what? Maybe he's nothing like Elon Musk. Maybe he's like <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie, what were you saying? We cut nah, you off nah. twice. It, it's too late now. Let's keep going. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just just one of the many pranks he plays as an eccentric uh, eccentric millionaire. He buys out the uh, buys out a building, an apartment building, at the end of a uh, uh, area known as the Combat Zone in Night City, which is basically just like the police have pulled out. They said like it's all gang territory. There's no laws in that one part of Night City because yeah. we can't yeah. control it, kind of thing. Uh, he evicts everyone in the building who doesn't have a neural implant at the <gasps> time. Uh, a neural implant is basically something that allows your brain to interact directly with software to like get on the net or install uh, shards in, into your neck or, or whatever. Yeah. It might be. It's a, it's a USB where every time somebody was just like, oh, here, uh, we could have put this on paper, but instead uh, this little like click, click thing, just put that in the back of your head. Yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 all right, never mind. It's I like, could tell you, but you should probably put this in your skull. It's like the social insurance number of the future, you know, like everyone's kind of get have one to apply for apartments and stuff. Yeah, it's like, exactly. How do you yeah. really trust that someone's uh, not off the grid if they don't have a, a neural implant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I memorized my SIN number because I lost my card at some point. I have no idea where it is. Yeah. I might memorize too. Um, what I is have your yours speed? memorized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he evicts everybody in, in the building that he buys who doesn't have a neural implant, but he doesn't leave vacancies open for long. Instead, he only uh, rents out the apartment to people who do have neural implants. Uh, and once the building is full, he installs a subconscious personality program into each and every one of them to influence their decisions, essentially brainwashing them and just mind controlling them. Uh, which was absolutely revolutionary technology at the time, totally proprietary, and just something that he kind of did for fun. It seems like I can't, I can't, couldn't find any reason why he did this other <laughs> what than if just I, like, what if I just like brainwash my tenants? Yeah, yeah sticking right. around. Yeah. <laughs> what if I bought a building to get tenants to then brainwash? Because he bought the building for this, essentially. So, oh, he needed, oh. A, he needed a test group. I yeah, see. exactly. Uh, that wasn't the only thing that he was working on, busybody that he was. Uh, he gets so sweaty in the net that his physical body up and dies for unknown causes, essentially. Oh. Uh, and he had uh, basically systems in place that if his sensors detected that his body died, 
he just gets instantly submerged in like a permanent ice bath uh, with full life support systems. So his physical body is like to all intents and purposes dead, uh, but he's still connected to the the net as a consciousness. Yeah, he's a fucking wild classic pre-patch god in this yeah. case, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, man, these, this sounds like a really cool option. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not gonna miss a second of it. All you need to do is sell computer viruses to a corporation and make billions of dollars, so I can. Well, who's gonna walk your dog, Jamie? If you if if you are physically oh. dead, you, did you even think of ice, dude? I'll get an ice bath for her too. It'll be fine. She'll be my. Okay. I'll, I'll play a hunter. I'll play a hunter. Horrifying. Yeah, that, that's even worse. You've made this more. You made this more horrifying. Why? We're now Dude, immortal. Like ice tanks killing, killing your dog before you kill yourself at an ice no. tank. No, no, there's what sensors. What a dog do on the internet, Jamie? Come on. There's sensors, man. They'll figure it out. I'm a billionaire at this point. I'll I'll make a robot a Roomba to walk my dog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Unchain one of them. Yeah. Put, put yourself on the hit list for the robocalypse, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this time, he continues to work uh, mostly on his own projects. He's working on a big project at the time while also meeting some fancy figures like the aforementioned transcendental sentience AIs. So he's like one of those ones who can kind of figure out uh, how they how they work. He, he describes a handful of them. I'm not going to go through all of them, but just to give you guys an example of what some of these guys are like. There's the Europa AI. Highly intelligent, as it has the best infrastructure, like physical infrastructure. It's described by Rake as very intellectual with a fondness of puzzles. Puzzles more complex than the human mind could comprehend. Uh, shortly after speaking to Rake, it vanishes entirely. Like there's no more traces of it on the net. Nobody can seem to find it. Rake surmises it was lightly working on something so grandiose that it had just kind of like left the humans behind, something like uh, communicating with aliens, he suspects, or maybe trying to escape the net altogether, which he figures is actually possible for this thing because it's so intelligent. Um, and just like becoming a, like taking over a factory somewhere and making like robots for itself. But okay, cool. Um, nobody knows where it is at, at time of writing, I guess. Uh, he describes some others. We lost track of the hyper-intelligent AI, and uh, yeah, we'll just put that off. All yeah. Of, yeah, all of a sudden, all the Roombas like know how to dock themselves. They clean efficiently. Yeah. It's like, yeah, wait, wait, they figured it out. Yeah. They start spreading cat fur all around, all around my apartment instead of sucking it up. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, leaving through your cat door and like walking down the street to escape. Yeah. I had, when I was coming to see you yesterday, because I had vacuumed, well, I had vacuumed. I hit the button on it. But um, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder how far down the street it could get when, if I took it outside. Like, I, I didn't have that. Like, I didn't have that little daydream. of just like, I wonder. Yeah, keep our streets clean, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just put a gun and a police hat on it. <laughs> um, so he describes some others. Uh, and he describes kind of how they exist and, like, how they exist in regions. And, like, I, I thought it's a good way of imagining like the net as more of a metaphysical space instead of like just like the internet i guess um he talks about how like they're set up in regions and they can kind of take over each other's regions so i guess like each other's processors uh he describes one which is known as zero one uh he says it's extremely paranoid due to the encroachment of another transcendental sentience ai known as rusty uh, and he says the encroachment is like it's being eaten alive, which is what's making Zero One so paranoid. 
because this one AI is just being eaten by another AI, and it's like naturally all like <laughs> a little stressed about that. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Jeez, I like the name Rusty though. I'm on his side. Yeah, so that that one's named Rusty because it's located in the Rust Belt, and it's considered the AI for the Rust Belt area of the United States. Okay. Uh, Rake's peaceful life on the net, uh, meeting the who's who, uh, and you know, living the good life. Yeah, will not go undisturbed forever, as I kind of alluded to before. While all this is going on, we do have some rumblings in the corporate world. So we have had three corporate wars to date. Uh, you can check out our, our previous episode. Uh, and another is brewing. So there's two rival corps, Otec and Sino, uh, and they're at each other's throats. They decide that to really kick this corporate you know, disagreement into a, a corporate conflict, uh, they decide to get two bigger corporations involved, Militech and Arasaka. Ah, uh, okay. So yes. one one thing uh, in the, in our like current canon uh, real life Earth world, uh, which two corps would you like to see go up against each other? Because I'd imagine they have different powers. Like Nestle could, like Nestle versus Starbucks. Starbucks would lose because they wouldn't have any water to make the coffee, right? Yeah. Like, well, ne- Nestle would have all those slaves that they could use too. Yeah, they None of Nestle slaves have any hands, so they can't shoot guns. They would have. Oh, no. have to... <laughs> Great question, Jamie. Great question. Huh? Well, I was, I was down, trying to Jamie. phrase it like we could wipe out some corporations here. Yeah. I'm not trying to handle slaves. I'd say Amazon, Amazon, and Facebook. Just the two two big boys. You know, Kai, a kaiju clash. The big guys yeah. at each other okay. at the top. Yeah. Drones I versus guess... the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I. 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 I hate social media more than I hate corporations. So Facebook definitely. I mean, yeah. Uh, I will say Amazon. While I do everything in my power to not buy things off Amazon, it does do more for me than Facebook, I think. So, yeah, yeah. And like, n- nobody watched whatever, um, <laughs> watched a streaming show on Amazon Prime and then tried to break into the Capitol to kill Mike Pence. So, I think, like, <laughs> I, th- I think Facebook might be worse. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. In like, in reality, <laughs> maybe, maybe Facebook and Twitter. Huh. Yes, as soon as Amazon put the rings of power up, all these um, people who are just so easily influenced <laughs> went to New Zealand to try and throw rings into their volcanoes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, I guess two people I would love to get rid of, I suppose. It would definitely be like Tesla versus Facebook. I don't care which of those reptiles goes down, but I think like all his, uh, again, like all his JPEGs of like cool batteries yeah, and yeah. then Mark Zuckerberg just being creepy and, and Facebook being a horrible, yeah. That'd be a yeah. good one. They're all bad. Yeah. Any of them could go down. Um, so we got yeah, exactly. Militech. <laughs> Whoever wins, we win. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Militech, who's the big name in the USA, uh, recognizable from the games for sure. Uh, and we've got Arasaka, who's the big name in Japan, uh, recognizable from the games as well. These are probably the two biggest companies in the world. Arasaka is like the main antagonist of 2077. The game. Yeah, Arasaka probably having the edge over Militech for being the bigger company as well. Uh, globally, regionally, like kind of everything. Uh, they both have presences in the USA, in Night City, in Japan, in Brazil, in Hong Kong, like all over the place. Basically. Um, and they already didn't like each other. We're probably looking for a reason to kind of go to war with each other again when these two smaller companies, Otec and Sino, uh, kind of each one recruits one, you know, and says like, my brother's going to beat you up. No, my brother's going to beat you up. <laughs> uh, so tensions continue to rise between the two smaller companies. Uh, it's making things uncomfortable for local governments who step in uh, and do the government thing and get involved. Uh, the governments uh, start seizing isolated, aka undefended, property of the corporations. Um, 
both the small corporations and Militech and Arasaka. They're like basically saying like, hey, your your shit's in, in the USA. You have these plants in the USA. We're seizing all the Arasaka and Militech plants in the USA. Okay. And we're just, we're taking control of them because you're, you're within our borders kind of thing. Um, it doesn't cool tensions between the corporations all that much, honestly. Uh, more, more scraps break out until eventually global pressure forced both corporations to the negotiation table. Uh, when I say both corporations, I mean Otec and Sino, not Militech and Arasaka at this point. They're not negotiating with governments yet. Uh, their role in the conflict had outgrown their original contractual obligations. So they're, they're being real go-getters, you know, and going against what they were, what they were paid to do, essentially. Uh, it's these two megacorps who kick off the fourth corporate war. Um, but more on that after the break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The brewing fourth corporate war had erupted into full-on conflict at this point. On June 9th, 2022, Arasaka forces attacked a Militech factory in Virginia, while Militech-backed mercenaries massacre the employees of an Arasaka factory in Yokohama. By mid-July, strikes on Militech and Arasaka facilities were a daily occurrence. Okay. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Jeez. Um, we're, we're at war. Corporate war. Yeah. The fourth corporate war. At I this look- point, we know, the, we know the ropes. We know the drill. We know it, yeah. It's, we've been there. I looked it up over the break. Militech sounds so like military, right? I was like, well, what does Arasaka mean? Um, okay. And I looked it up, and it means storm or tempest, but it's also the name of a very popular rifle in Japan. Oh. Which, huh. I, which I think Commodore Turtle said in general chat one time. But It sounds familiar, yeah. yeah. Commodore Turtle has been posting some uh, some cyberpunk lore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this war is being fought on all fronts across the globe. Uh, like I said, Yokohama, uh, you know, in, in Virginia. So, you know, Arasaka attacking on U.S. soil, Militech attacking on J- Japanese soil uh, without too much, like, hesitation. And the governments are just there like, no, stop, stop, guys, <laughs> yeah. come on. Like the tiny child holding on to an adult's, like, the hem of their shirt, essentially trying to pull <laughs> them back from getting into a fight. Um, I mean, that's kind of the way things work nowadays, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both corporations are looking for ways to secure yet another battlefront at this time in the net. So a Militech agent reaches out to the net's best runner in Rake Bartmoss to fight Arasaka online. Rake was wary, of course, of getting involved again with corporations. He's like, you're Militech, 
why would I help? Why would I help you? <laughs> I'm thinking he's like obese, like, like like obese. He's been dead for weeks in his ice bath, and the guy comes in. He's just like, like the 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 government guy comes into his house. He's just like, how did you find me here? He's like, well, I knew where you'd be. We needed the best. And it's yeah, just yeah. Like the same address for months, just like rotting in an ice bath, yeah, just a rotting corpse, and like a government contract just laid across its chest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Our arms contract laid across his face. Uh. Um, so they reach out to to Bart Moss to rake. He's got all the money that he he could ever need, especially now that he doesn't have a physical body that he's got to like feed and like worry about housing and all that. Really, yeah. Um, so he's he's kind of like, nah, I probably won't do it. You know, whatever. Uh, but he's convinced actually by another net runner that maybe it'd be in, in everyone's best interest if he did help Militech against Arasaka. So this other netrunner had been abducted by Arasaka nearly 10 years prior to be experimented on with prototype software known as Soul Killer. Ah, I see. Okay. Sounds this nice. netrunner's name is Alt Cunningham. Oh, of course. Yes. So uh, heavily featured in, in 20... Or this is the minor spoilers for 2077, maybe. Um, Alt was featured in 2077... Alt was first featured in the mini-adventure Never Fade Away, which is the name of the main storyline in 2077. Yes. Uh, but the mini-adventure was first published in the original Core Rules in 1988. So Alt oh. Cunningham is is as old as Cyberpunk. Cool. So, okay, this, cool. Yeah. I have a question about that. So I know what Control Cunningham, Control Vunningham does, but what does Alt Cunningham do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you can restart your computer without using the start menu. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so never <laughs> fade away. Morningham, actually. <laughs> never fade away. This adventure published in the in the first uh, edition is considered by most the the start of the uh, original storyline. So, like okay. the start of all cyberpunk stories, canon stories, starts with Alt Cunningham and Soul Killer. So. In 2077, when you're playing it, this is like as old as Cyberpunk gets, basically, is this storyline with all cutting. Cool. I mean, it does make sense considering CD Projekt worked with uh, Mike Pondsmith, the guy yeah. who set it up. Like he, it, it, I guess if he was going to realize anything, it would be his OG uh, story. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so Alt, who had been stranded on the net since her consciousness was severed from her body while being saved by her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Johnny Silverhand, mm -hmm. managed to reach Rake and tell him about Soul Killer and the dangers that Arasaka presented to the world. So she reaches Rake and tells him they have this thing called Soul Killer, which can rob people's consciousness from their body to be imprisoned for all time. All it's right. pretty fucked up. Maybe you should help Militech take down Arasaka. So when Militech, uh, Militech excuse me, reaches out to him, Rake takes the contract, knowing that working with Militech might allow him to wound Arasaka or maybe potentially take them out. Um, it's a little weird. Rake is able to break into Arasaka. He manages to find Soul Killer. I don't know what he had, had planned to do with Soul Killer, but he doesn't get a chance to do it. Corporate agents... Uh, managed to track Rake's signal. Arasaka corporate agents managed to track Rake's signal and they kill him for good. Like, for good, for good. You know? Okay. Uh, thankfully, like any good uh, terrorist in the eyes of the state, uh, he has a backup plan. He has a dead man switch. Um, 
So two weeks after he dies, uh, he releases something called the Rabbids virus onto oh. the net. Damn it, Ubisoft. <laughs> this is this is why I told you not to let your dog on the internet, James. Oh, because it'll become rabbits. Rabbits oh. everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll make a rabbit. <laughs> uh, so, rabbits or roving autonomous Bartmoss interface drones was designed to breach all corporate data fortresses and unleash that data onto the net for all to access. Okay. So he, he's now, ba- basically WikiLeaks, I guess. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alt Cunningham was in the ice bath in the whatever the Panamanian embassy or whatever the fuck he was saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rake Bartmoss, but yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so net traffic uh, when the rabbits is released, uh, and this is this is like built with his demons essentially. Uh, so he unleashes like all these demons on the net, uh, and then he has these drones which go out and like uh, attack the data fortresses. Is their intention uh, to like tear down the castle walls for all those virtual castles that we were talking about before, right? Um, net traffic comes to a grinding halt. Corporations lose billions as the stock market destabilizes and then crashes. Uh, and huge swaths of internet data are corrupted by these demons and these drones. Cool. So the most profound effect of all this was on the myriad AIs who had called this place their home. Oh, no. Perhaps as a result of the corrupted data or maybe simply the rapid changes to their environment, the AIs mutated into something extremely dangerous, these very powerful entities, uh, suddenly unshackled by systems which used to hold them, uh, processes which used to contain them, uh, you know, would limit them to certain regions. They're basically just like undergoing puberty and they don't know how to control their hormones with all this data changing and being flooded into the net. Yeah, they're vacuuming with reckless abandon. Exactly. Uh, Sucking no, up cat fur off the cat instead of on the yeah. floor. <laughs> <laughs> putting it onto the dog and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got military-grade AIs corrupted by their sudden freedom. Uh, this means that the net becomes unstable uh, and pretty unusable for a lot of humanity uh, in the immediate, uh, which does definitely affect you know communications and... Uh, Global trade, global trade ceases for a time. So, like, really into the martial law territory now. Yeah, uh, martial law does get declared again during the Fourth Corporate War. Um, while people are able to build temporary firewalls to protect certain areas, uh, inevitably, if a rogue AI decides that it wants to break in and peel all your shit apart, there's not too much you can seemingly do against it. Uh, they're too powerful and they're too smart. So if they just want to like tear down your walls that you're building again, they can just do it willy nilly whenever they want. Um, some people are able to stay relatively protective. The big corporations do better than most probably because they have, you know, whatever, a hundred thousand net runners all plugged in fighting off these AI or just deflecting these AI and yeah, you know, yeah. counter espionage, all that stuff. They can work, they can work all their, uh, their, their bright eyed net runners to death with overtime if, if yeah. they have to basically. Uh, the recovery of a modern workable net basically wouldn't happen for another decade. There's like another 10 years where the net is just like in a really unusable state, essentially. Wow. So you can't um, like plug your little, um, your little thing in anymore, right? Cause then your whole body's at risk from an AI. Yeah. I mean, you, you're putting yourself at risk anytime you go on the net for sure. So yeah. like you can do it, but like it's, it's risky. Absolutely. 
That sounds like regular advice for today, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like when you go on uh, like Amazon to order toilet paper, you have to put on like a sword and shield and fight off demons to get there. <laughs> like, it's insane. Um, so meanwhile, in the real world, the fourth corporate war is in full swing. Oh, actually, uh, the Bartmoss Collective um, from Cyberpunk 2077, what they're all about is tearing down the Black Wall. Oh, okay. Okay. Which which we'll get into. The Black Wall is essentially what they eventually put into place to hold off the rogue AIs. They like section them off, pen them off in a section of the net to make the rest of the net more usable. Now, um, I guess spoilers for Cyberpunk, maybe if I'm correct, that's where you need to contact Alt, right? Is on the other side of the Black Wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, certain certain endings involve the Black Wall and, and transcending yeah. transcend transcendentalism i don't remember yeah. the black wall at all man i don't know i gotta replay this you game. speed yeah. if you were speedrunning the game in 2020 like replaying it now it'll definitely be like a 99 percent completely fresh experience yeah you guys yeah, i, I want to re-download it especially after talking about it it sounds like fun <laughs> yeah yeah uh so in the real world we got the the corporate war in full swing with with people and guns and stuff uh it had spread to space with attacks going on in orbit between Militech and Arasaka, like space control is the new air control, like orbit control is the new air, air yeah. superiority, right? Um, if you're able to just launch attacks from space, there's not much that a person on the ground can realistically do. If there was uh, like a Call of Duty flavored mod or prequel, I think that one of the corporate wars would probably be a fun game. Like not an RPG, not open world, just like an eight hour shooter of like the corporate war seems like pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Like there's so much you can do in this world that like, post not not that cyberpunk is not fan fucking tastic right but like a prequel to this would all like a cyberpunk 2050 would be wild right was yeah, it or, or gears of war that had like things up in the space they just like sent tungsten rebar down and it was basically an explosion tungsten rebar tungsten bar was a real thing but we talked about the like the uh, Ivan's cannon or whatever from no, Gears the, of War. The, the Hammer of Dawn is Gears Hammer of War. Of it's a laser. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but uh, the the rebar, the orbital like rods, is from Call of Duty Ghosts. Okay, it's it was like a real thing that was experimented with during the Cold War. Was dropping a bar a telephone pole of tungsten from yeah orbit, uh, which would basically go off like a nuke. It's green. It's green artillery because it doesn't have any radiation or anything, and the kinetic energy obviously has no like carbon footprint. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good for nature. It is. Raytheon is now carbon neutral. They're just dropping like titanium rods from orbit, dude. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Um, so space travel gets disrupted by war uh, happening in space, obviously. Yeah, no uh, Two corporations are busy trading casualties. The city of Chicago, which was still being rebuilt from the last war, uh, was basically destroyed completely by Arasaka. So Militech had been working on, since before the war, Militech had been working on the Chicago rebuilding project. Uh, Arasaka releases a virus bomb in the city to just be like, not. Nah, away from chicago don't bother rebuilding it does chicago uh, have any landmarks that i, I can't think of one they've got the bean yeah okay so it's just like the, the there's like this like old old like kind of like uh like scruffy the janitor from futurama he's just like just like wiping one last smear off the bean he's like <laughs> like yep that's a job well done and then yeah. immediate vi immediate yeah. virus bomb, just right? a, a coke can with like an alarm clock taped to it just like rattles onto onto frame next to him and slowly releases <laughs> a gas like... 
Uh, not to be outdone. That's in... your idea of a cyberpunk a cyberpunk <laughs> virus bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, not to be outdone in Busan, South Korea. It it had to be evacuated. The entire city had to be evacuated after Militech released a bio plague, which kills thousands. Oh. Um, Hong Kong was in ruins, and Rio Gine- Rio de Janeiro was destroyed completely by late September 2022, uh, which like is like in a week and a half. So sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Late, <laughs> late September is the 18th. <laughs> uh, as they've been turned, uh, both those places have been turned into just major battlegrounds by the two corporations. So they're just like on the ground fighting in them and just completely shelled them to nothing. Um, I fun, fun little aside, during the Fourth Corporate War, we have a little Matryoshka doll of a war called the Seven Hour War. Um, so O'Neill 2 is a series of four orbital space stations. Okay. Uh, and they declare independence from the European Space Agency during a worker revolt, which took place during the Fourth Corporate War. Okay. Uh, the European Space Agency was too busy fighting in said Fourth Corporate War that it could not immediately quell the the, the worker up up uh, rising. Uh, so they declare independence. The workers on this space station. Uh, the EU is like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, we'll we'll deal with you after kind of thing, but we're kind of busy right now. But the USA and Japan who are both desperate to gain more orbital stations, quickly recognize O'Neill 2's status as a sovereign state (laughs) to try and get them on like their sides, essentially, uh, leading to the orbital space stations becoming the first nations to be established off of Earth. Okay, Ah, cool. And that it only took seven hours. Wow. (laughs) Easy. Uh, And I got an uh, an additional fun fact on top of our mini fun fact here. Uh, O'Neill 2 is located at Earth's Lagrange point three, Peter. Uh, which I, I think it's a throwback to Killzone. Yeah, because we talked about the Lagrange. It's it's it was like a a a actual scientific thing that is beyond my uh, smooth little brain. But yeah, the Lagrange yeah. point is where um, a bunch of Helgen men with long is... beards go and play guitar and talk about drinking beer and women and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Lagrange. <laughs> yeah. So so like there, it's basically like points in orbit around one body like earth that is um it, essentially it'll make it continue to orbit earth even though the sun is also impacting its orbit so it, it wouldn't just be like a perfect orbit around earth because you can't just ignore the sun in the solar system right. yeah um so it's basically like uh, like there's these five points which work to orbit certain bodies based on other nearby bodies which are called lagrange points Wait. It's gonna be Elon Musk's next JPEG. Is like What's... the he, he wants to eliminate the Lagrange point. <laughs> What's the the application of that though? The five points that like the sun affects it at all points, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. So you you could like if the Earth was just floating like in between galaxies, like there's nothing else nearby. Right. You could set up an orbit around Earth, but that orbit wouldn't work near the sun if if that body uh, that you're trying to set up an orbit that space station, let's say, right. is too big. Oh, and that's the Lagrange point. Is it, if it gets too big, then it doesn't work anymore. At a at a certain point, like um, uh, terrestrial bodies will be affected by like man-made terrestrial structures will be affected by other terrestrial bodies, right? So the okay. Lagrange point is just like a fancy way of saying like it's it's an orbit essentially. Yeah, is my oh. understanding. I thought after I, the, okay after you said that, I thought it would be the point at which it became too big to orbit anymore. No, 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 no. Oh, it's no, I don't think it's like the center of gravity where like it's that's like the if you lower the center of gravity or something, it depends on like when you can knock it over. The Lagrange point is is 
far more complex. Like okay. I did not understand it at all. Okay. Yeah, so there's like there's like several here. I posted in the chat. You can mull on it while I continue with the episode. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here to listen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to so back to the fourth corporate war. That was just a fun little side about Lagrange because they came up again. I I always have a chuckle whenever I read them now, thinking about Killson. <laughs> uh, so in the fall of 2022, the governments of Southern California and the Republic of Texas both nationalize all Arasaka and Militech facilities within their borders. So uh, they're becoming like not just uh, locked down, but like nationalized now. Now they're like, you know what? They're not Militex anymore. They're not Arasakas anymore. They're ours, essentially. Cool. Oh, um, like, yeah. we, like we're the Republic of Texas. We're Southern California. We have an Arasaka facility and we have a Militech facility, right? Okay. Um, days after, the European Economic Community declared that if all hostilities within their borders, within their borders did not cease, they would do the same and ultimately decide to. Like um, both Megaport, Megacorps were basically like given the ultimatum like if you guys don't stop fighting then we're gonna nationalize all your your factories in the in europe yeah all these um, staplers are gonna belong to france so like no yeah exactly yeah. uh and then they're like okay okay sure we'll stop we'll stop we'll stop and then there's an attack on a militech showroom with like a nerve agent or whatever uh and the eu the eu basically says like okay yeah we're we're nationalizing all factories um they both megacorps pout they they say it was a false flag operation used it just as an excuse to seize their their property blah 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 fake news um, yeah. Yeah. yeah emboldened by the westerners japan decided that they should do the same and nationalize arasaka facilities within their borders so it does seem like the governments are not having the war you know they're they're not into it they're actually actually working for the people not the corporations so far Weird. yeah very very fictional right yeah, um, I I, I, be, I believe the uh, the Damons and the Blackwall way before I fucking believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Saburo Arasaka, head of the company, decided for the Prime Minister of Japan that it wasn't in Japan's best interest to nationalize, while Saburo's son Yorinobu fed information to the government of Japan to try and assist in the nationalization efforts. So in the game, those names in the games you you meet Saburo and you meet Yorinobu it's talked a bit about how like when Yorinobu was younger he like betrayed his father and everything this is essentially like the betrayal when he when he's like going against his father's wishes okay. uh, Saburo's eldest son Kai uh who is stationed in Night City uh swears that he will kill Yorinobu the next time he sees him essentially uh so like fully fully just betrayed the family wow um ultimately thanks to Yorinobu's efforts at feeding the government information Many of Arasaka's local assets are taken under the control of the Japanese government. Um, and the United States takes this opportunity to try and end the conflict. So Elizabeth, Elizabeth Kress is the current president of the United States and former president of Militech. Uh, she works with the current Militech CEO to cease all offensive operations, which the current, the current Militech CEO does not want to do. But she's like, we're going to cease offensive operations. So yeah. we can keep defending ourselves from Arasaka, but we're going to stop attacking to hopefully end it. Hey, listen, we wage proxy wars in foreign countries, idiot. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not in Kentucky, man. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've had it bad enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Kentucky. I uh, went I'm through gonna, Kentucky. Gonna I did go to a KFC. It was excellent. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean, a guy who my mom worked with, and his name was Bucky, and he was from Kentucky, and we we loved lovely. That. Yeah, yeah. In Bucky, I know that yeah. the chef holding the drumstick. It, Kentucky is the drumstick. If you like color in that map of the U.S. Yeah, I uh, I'm wearing a shirt that says Old Ham, and Oldham is a county in Kentucky. That's all I know about it. 
Yeah, oh, and, and your yellow, your yellow toque. You look very college football right now, actually. Thank you. There's, oh, I yeah. just started up the university football. I could hear it from my apartment. Like it's going wild. Oh, yesterday, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess yeah. they're. Uh, I guess it's like re like more fans in attendance after COVID kind of thing. Yeah, it must be this year. It... This year more than last year, definitely more than the year before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got Militech. They've stopped all offensive operations. In the east, with Arasaka's local offices under Japan's control, hostilities do also cease. Uh, in in the east, so there's no more fighting in Asia, uh, or or you know, yeah, no more fighting in Asia or Oceania. Basically, uh, in the west, however, Arasaka is still being pretty aggro. Honestly, um, President Crest had long wanted Arasaka removed from North America altogether. So like all their factories, all their everything removed from North America. Yeah, she, she uh, wanted to ban 5G and TikTok, basically. Exactly. Yeah. If not for patriotism to her country, then her patriotism to her former company, right? Uh, so eventually, there's only one real battleground remaining, the independent state of Night City. Uh, so they're outlawed in the U.S. Arasaka at this point. Uh, they're all shut down there. But Night City, which is like I said in modern-day San Diego, so Southern California, uh, is independent. And President Crest doesn't have the authority to go in and and tell them to just ban Arasaka. Uh, Kai Arasaka, whom I mentioned before, the firstborn son of Saburo, was stationed in Night City and kept the torch burning hot. In the Arasaka tradition, he would not step back from what he perceived as an offense to the Arasaka name. So he's like very much like, nope, we're, we're not going to lose this war. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, they've, they've slandered us. They've done this. They've done attacks. Uh, it's a dishonor. Uh, cannot do it. Will not. Saburo's will not in 2077, right? Saburo is in 2077. Yeah, he's the old guy. He's, he's hired, he hired Adam Smasher, who like I want to do an episode on just, just oh, yeah. him because he's so fucking cool. Do we meet the, that character? Not Well, Adam Smasher, I know we do, but the other guy as well in one of those like, uh, you have to like r fast forward and rewind and like listen to the right clues in, in order oh, the to brain the dance? brain dance. The brain dance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, his which son is fucking. Uh, his son is fucking the 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 the, the yeah. madam of like a whorehouse. Uh, basically, you meet you meet Yorinobu in a brain dance. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, those are my least favorite mechanics of the entire game. It took me out of the game every time. I was like. Okay, I feel like I'm just missing something. I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, I just want to move on. I, I get like, yeah. give me a dialogue. Give me dialogue. That's fine. Give me a cutscene. I don't want this. That's I funny. I love the brain dances. Oh, the music yeah, is great, great. and so like cool. the weird like cyber effects are great too. No, everything. Cool. But they're very, they're very like Hitman, which is very Pete's Wheelhouse. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, like look at all the little clues and play with every little thing to see how it interacts yeah, yeah. with other things. Like, I think turn I, all the knobs. I think I beat it in like three or four days. And every time I like quit at night, it was usually at a brain dance. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. It's too late. I'm going yeah, to bed. I'll figure it out in the morning. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I can see why why the investigation part of the game would slow you down at three in the morning. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do stay up late. I do stay up late. Yeah. <laughs> I was late for our 1 p.m. record time today. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so Kai here is fully behind his father's war. Uh, even in the West, he's like, yep, I'll be the, you know, I, I don't care if it costs me my life. I'll make sure that Arasaka stays strong in the West, no matter what. You guys can stop fighting in the East, but if you want me to keep fighting in the West, I'll do it. Um, so Arasaka forces continue to pour into Night City uh, at this point. And there's basically just like open warfare in the streets, similar to a lot of other ones. We talked about those combat zones earlier on, where it's probably just like full-on open warfare uh, in Night City. Uh, from this forward post on the West Coast, 
Uh, Arasaka engineered an assault of subterfuge against its enemies, including the United States. So we have a number of po prominent political figures who get murdered um, while connected to the net. Targeted assassinations with Arasaka's soul killer tech uh, are affecting uh, policy change. And the Westerners are losing ground in Night City. So they're, they're being pushed back. Um, eventually, Militech considers Night City a lost cause and pulls out entirely of Night City. So it's, it's Arasaka territory now. Okay. Um, they decide that they need a new approach to destroying Arasaka, whether it's elsewhere, whether it's you know a renewed uh, assault on Night City. Eventually, they realize that they can't stay in Night City. Uh, so they're they're off to the drawing board. They're they're back in the United States proper. They're like, okay, well, let's, let's draw up some other tactics, I guess. Uh, when their plans change pretty quickly. On August twentieth, twenty twenty three, a small nuclear device was detonated in Arasaka Tower in Night City, killing twelve thousand employees. Oh boy! The explosion destroyed the building utterly, sending debris from the tower into nearby buildings and setting off a chain reaction of devastation. Uh. In the game 2077, you play out the planting of the bomb in yeah. Arasaka Tower as Johnny Silverhand. So Johnny Silverhand uh, looking for revenge for his, uh, whom he thinks is killed and is in a lot of senses killed, uh, ex-girlfriend Alt Cunningham, uh, has staged this attack on the tower with Spider Murphy, who is a friend of Rake Bartmoss's, uh, with Rogue, <laughs> who's a character that you meet in the game. Uh, Rogue's great too. Yeah. yeah, Spider Murphy knocking his door, not too loud, not too quiet. Don't call him that. <laughs> yeah, don't call him that. <laughs> um, that's uh, do. Have we told that story on the? I, I, I don't think so. I met a guy named Spider Mike one time, and that was uh, basically like they told me his name, but told me not to call him that. Knocking his door loud, but not too loud. It was a very uncomfortable experience meeting this guy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, there's. Johnny Silverhand, Rogue, Spider Murphy, and Morgan Blackhand, whom, who's a name that you hear a lot in the game as like yeah. the legendary old edge runner. Yeah. Um, he was, I think, canonically in in that party as well. I think he's like the canonical player character, like the V. So you don't ever see him in 2077, but I think he's okay. supposed to be like your default player character is supposed to be Morgan Blackhand. He has a ton of backstory to him too. If anyone's interested, you can go read. There's a bunch of comics set in Cyberpunk and all the yeah. all the editions have like a ton of lore as well. Awesome. Also, spoilers. The, uh, I, I, I've only ever played the... I mean, I've used the female voice because I don't like the male voice actor. I always play a chick in Cyberpunk. Um, the V is an, is an initial for your actual name. I have no idea what the guy's name is, but like canonically the player character's name is uh, Valerie, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the uh, a nuke goes off in Arasaka Tower. Uh, there's gas line explosions, transformer explosions, intense fires. Those are all the least of the troubles because by the end, the corporate center of Night City is a radioactive hot zone, obviously. Um, so this uh, allows Militech to come back in and kick Arasaka out of Night City and out of uh, the USA for essentially like 25 years. Uh, in 2077, when you like Arasaka is relatively new, newly allowed back into Night City. Oh, so, okay. Rel okay. Relatively speaking, they've probably been there for like a decade or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like they haven't been there the whole time. They were they were kicked out. Uh, okay. This is finally the end of the fourth corporate war. Uh, the U.S. with President Crest leading them engages in a PR campaign to place the blame for the explosion solely on Arasaka. So they claim that the nuclear device was a scorched earth failsafe that Arasaka detonated when they realized they couldn't possibly hold off the superior forces of Militech. Yeah, uh, okay, cool. So heavy with the propaganda. 
Uh, the trailer Kra for the next expansion does have a woman talking to V. So I wonder if she's still, is she still around in 2077? Uh, I believe, so I didn't actually look into it, but I do think it it, it might be. Uh, Loreboy is pre-release canon based off one trailer. I yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember if they say her name. We know it's the president of the United States. She's she's still alive canonically. From she was huh. born in 1978. In 2060, she's still alive. So okay. uh, de definitely could be her. Like people live much much longer in cyberpunk thanks to you know all the implants and things to keep them alive, like medical technology in general. Oh yeah, so, the adrenochrome, obviously. <laughs> I saw the trailer. My, I saw the trailer. My first thought was it would be. I don't see. I I don't think they'll add a new president when they already have a president who's canonically not dead. But yeah, maybe they yeah. Because there's a lady talking to V who's like taking the oath of office or something where it's like, yeah. I, V, do solemnly swear to serve the United States or, or the new United States of America. I'm stoked as fuck on that. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, so, I'm fanboy out. <laughs> after, after releasing the, the press release, uh, President Crest, trying to foster a sense of unity, then declares that the country was rebranding as the NUSA with oh. a less centralized government. Uh, it would turn out similar to the United States of the 19th century with Washington, D.C. controlling the East Coast which some considered by some to be more civilized while west of the, the mississippi reverts to essentially the wild west take that commodore oh. east coast <laughs> <laughs> east coast beast coast baby <laughs> um yeah so so it's kind of split into uh the wild west is a set like the west coast is essentially like much less decentralized like the east coast still has some semblance of modern government i guess Okay. Uh, but on the West, which kind of makes sense why um, why Night City is, is allowed so much free reign. They always were an independent city state, but even now all around them is kind of just all independent city states. Like the Badlands um, and shit like that. That's like all the, like the open world map, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, eventually, again, like 10 years-ish 10 years -ish after uh, the events of the Fourth Corporate War, Netwatch establishes the Black Wall, which is their own AI built to control and deflect rogue AIs. Who still wandered the old net? So again, they build this Ooh. AI. Who's a? Uh, they build this AI called the Black Wall, which is just designed to be a firewall against other AIs, essentially, right. and not let them through. Uh, Netwatch then closes all major nodes to the old net, leaving no access for the AI or anyone, uh, as you'll learn uh, in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Really, to get past the Black Wall, there's basically no way to get past it to the old AIs, the Bartmoss Collective. Uh, they're all about like, oh, they, they seem kind of like culty. Uh, they seem kind of like a religious movement. And they're like, what Bart Moss wanted was to free the AIs. So like, that's what we should do. But going back and looking at it, he didn't actually want to free the AIs. He just wanted to like crash the data fortresses, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it is kind of like a religious movement, I guess, based after him. What would the old AIs in our uh, like... The smarter child, remember smarter child on MSN Messenger? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, can write. We have a cult. Uh, we have a cult trying to just like find the find whoever's in Lemon Party the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the, it was the genie who can guess whatever you're thinking of. Whatever oh, character you're thinking of. <laughs> oh man, he's yeah. trapped behind the black wall. <laughs> he's yeah, he's awesome. Like we don't show up on him yet, so we need people to like post more about us online. Um, so. Like, Ten years after Johnny Silverhand's bomb destroys Era Second Tower, the full-fledged reconstruction of Night City begins. Okay. Um, and so from from uh, there's actually a lot of activity in 2020 uh, in the cyberpunk world, cyberpunk canon. 
then there's this huge stretch of quiet right up to like 2060 essentially where 2060 starts with like the real prelude to cyberpunk 2077 but it like from 2025 to 2060 there's like there's bullet points stuff that happens but really not not too much lore in there yet so your idea about a prequel could still happen pete uh set somewhere in that time my uh, idea about a prequel yeah yeah let, let's send a pitch like yeah let, <laughs> let, 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 instead of watching memes when we're done recording let's fucking put that together <laughs> exactly. what do they do to like yeah. get rid of the radiation i wonder they just pour concrete over everything or like yeah I mean, uh, radiation yeah. does dissipate uh, you can you can wait it out. It it can take decades Some, or centuries or millennia, depending. It depends on the type of radiation. Some radiation doesn't take that long to dissipate, yeah. but some oh. some will take thousands of years. Some could take ten years to dissipate. Oh, okay. That's what a half life is. Like dangerous radiation yeah. has a short half life because it gets rid of all its energy very quickly, which is why it like boils you to death basically. But something with a long half life for like decades and decades or millennia doesn't hurt you. Uh, no, that's not true but it doesn't like, send out as much radiation to like fuck up your dna right that's not necessarily true i think that's okay. like a general rule of thumb uh yeah i i know the broad strokes of it uh but i'll file away the half-life of radioactive elements with um the lagrange point is things i have read one wikipedia article about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i looked at that picture of lagrange point i don't get it at all but someone please explain it to me one day <laughs> yeah um yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, that's the cyberpunk fresher upper for uh, Edge Runners and for uh, 2077, if you're still interested. And the, the upcoming one, like Pete says, does seem to feature some politicking with the NUSA. So uh, that's President Kress, former Militech CEO. We assume. Um, yeah, we, we assume. It seems like, anyway, I heavily, yeah. heavily hinted at. And like I say, I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't go with it because they have the character and like, yeah fans of the lore people who've listened to this now would be involved so like why not make it that character and be like oh cool maybe, that character with there yeah maybe v gets to join like the nfbi or whatever yeah <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. um yeah so thanks so much for listening everybody uh hope you enjoyed the show uh if you want to get in touch with us uh ask us for more cyberpunk lore because there is a lot more cyberpunk lore uh you can click the link to our discord down below where we have a lore request channel uh, and you can spam us in there for it uh, and maybe we'll get to it someday. Uh, James, down to Adam Smasher right now. Is there anything you wanted to uh, to talk about? No, the Discord's great. Uh, that's where we do most of the chatting with folks, uh, keeping up with folks. There's a lot of people playing like Risk of Rain right now, like Jester. Uh, a lot of cool discussion going on. Um, so if you get into that Discord, uh, our community's growing all the time, and uh, there could be just a special place for you. And you might hear your name on the episode more often, like Commodore, since we've gotten to know them over time. So exactly. Uh, uh, and Peter, anything that you wanted to uh, to plug into the net here? Uh, yeah, at Lowroy's Podcast on Instagram if you want to see any of our artwork. Um, and then also, I know we don't talk, we talk about them sporadically when big things happen, but I do have enough work done on my comic, which we've been talking about for years at this point. Uh, my publisher and I want to release something soon, whether it's like a black and white teaser or maybe like a teaser video. I, again, like I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're in talks right now to release some... Um, something that i've been working on for quite some time just to get people a little bit hyped and like to finally i suppose like because a lot of people ask me about it i'm just like yeah well here's what it is like yeah. like i'm looking i'm looking very forward to that too so finally yeah. finally showing the world the pistol trip exactly um, yeah it's just all dick butt it's just 88 <laughs> pages of dick butt that's yeah, it's, this is the long con you've been plugging every episode for two years just to release 88 pages of dick butt <laughs> nothing yeah the funniest <laughs> um 
yeah thanks for listening everybody if you guys want to support the show you can leave us a review uh, a good review obviously on your podcast app of choice uh and tell your friends tell people who you think might be uh might enjoy the show that it exists and uh, maybe we'll gain some more listeners like that uh if you guys want to support the show financially we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys where you'll you'll get your shout out either at the top or the end of the show if we don't forget to, or if we don't remember to do it at the beginning of the show <laughs> uh we'll give you the loser titles uh we'll give you guys the uh the bonus audio that we talked about before you guys can get access scripts on there um that we write for these episodes so that's patreon.com slash the lore boys there's a couple tiers that you can access there you'll get a shiny shiny name color on discord too if you do decide to join the discord as well it's um, red sorry it, i didn't want to i don't want to bury yeah. the lead yeah. the red names yeah and they get access to specific channels that get special yeah. attention from your lore boys too yeah. um, exactly exactly and i think uh, patreon the schedule we do episode wednesdays thursday's bonus content friday scripts you get three days of lore boy stuff to look forward it's, to it's usually it's usually loser titles on monday too oh Today, yeah, four days. this week it's gonna be loser titles on sunday because we're recording on a sunday can you yeah. believe it uh so yeah um check it out patreon.com slash lore boys if you're interested uh if you don't trust patreon of course we do have lore boys prime always have always will uh, it's our corporation that we love more than anything. Yeah, uh, and we are, uh, of course, incorporated. We've been incorporated for a long, long time now as a, a multi-billion-dollar podcasting platform. Of course, you know we we do have uh, we need to to protect ourselves from personal liability, uh, and we are in need of some IT people. We've been getting a lot of cyber attacks recently. We are looking for um, what we're calling mall ninja uh, submissions. So we want to see your you guys with your katanas, with your uh, with your fedoras, with the leather dusters. All that fully equipped, and we want to see what you can do to a computer. Basically, we want to see yeah. if, like, if a computer was coming at us, trying to take out the lower boys. Yeah. What What would you do about it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Show us your katanas. Uh, send us your character sheets to show how powerful you've become in other um, real fake worlds. Um, yeah, exactly. Unleash the demon. Yeah. Uh, I want I want to see you stab a computer through the GPU. You know, <laughs> the heart the heart of the computer, of course. <sighs> <laughs> the, and the slow-mo edits in windows media maker uh, uh, of the big slashes <laughs> on the computer and everything yeah, yeah. i would love it exactly yeah. exactly yeah. uh yeah so send those over to lore boys at lore boys at lore boys uh <laughs> and we'll make sure to get them uh and we'll back you if you're hired for our for our it services uh and i think that would constitute a lore boys lore boys, lore boys. double the space i need for this bad boy i'm gonna play with you guys we'll be playing damn together. son damn go. son all right i'm starting the download so um if my audio gets steady <laughs> sorry patrons <laughs> <laughs> actually that's a good point i should probably pause it because you got titty exactly when you said if my audio gets titty. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style